Hello and welcome back to KPMG's GTA Come As You Are podcast. My name is Brittany Hartland and this is the show where we connect with members of our KPMG community on a variety of topics and learn about their stories, experiences, and share other resources. Just like always, this is your chance to take a break, make a coffee, have your lunch, or if you haven't been outside yet and you are able to, use this time to get some fresh air while you listen. This is our third episode of our first series release called This Is Me Unfiltered, where we are going to continue the conversation about mental health. Thank you, Ilario and Asma, for joining me again today for this important conversation. Thanks, Brittany, for having us. Thanks, Britt. You bet. I shared in one of our previous conversations that I went on medical leave for my mental health uh, probably about four years ago. And during that time, I had started medication, and I started adding other tools to my tool belt to continue to take care of my mental health proactively moving forward. So I found that self-care is so important to stay well. What is your favorite tool in your tool belt to take care of your mental health? You know, it, Brittany, it's, for me, it changes depending on how I'm feeling. It's, mm-hmm. I don't have one favorite. I've got a couple tools that I use depending on what's going on at that given time. When I'm feeling really low, you know, I like to listen to some upbeat music, uh, maybe do a little bit of exercise, uh, get the endorphins up a little bit. Um, when I'm feeling a little too high, being bipolar, um, sometimes it's something a little bit more calming, reading a book. Um, doing puzzles has also helped me a great deal, um, and, uh, or brain teasers or, you know, something to keep my mind occupied, um, to deal with the racing thoughts and the constant, uh, you know, the, the engine, uh, slow mm-hmm. the engine down a bit, uh, so to speak, um, and, to to wind down uh, the other one I love that I miss so much. And I know people are going to think this sounds a little bit insane is, I kind of miss sitting in traffic nowadays to unwind. <laughs> um, you know, uh, that resonates with me, actually. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. You know, when you've had a hard day before you go and you, you, you go to your family or, you know, to your loved ones, it's just that, you know, that 30, 40 minutes to decompress, to, to, unwind, to you know, bring your thoughts together, to, to let it go, right? You, you, you can do that in the car so much, right? Yeah. I couldn't have said that better. I know I felt that because I often am working until Luca gets home. And so then he gets home, but he's already had the 30 minutes to decompress from the workday. And I just have to shift right into, okay, now we have to make dinner. And I have no time for that break. So I feel that. And and do the, you know, the pandemic, you know, I have to shift gears, change it up and do something different. Right. Uh, you know, after, you know, if I was working from home, it's like, okay, you know, my son and my wife are here. So it's like, okay, you know what, run outside in the garage and do some exercise, do something by yourself for half an hour, 20 minutes, do something to, to, to unwind a bit before you, uh, you interact. Right. So, yeah. 
I couldn't agree more about the car thing. I used to have a 45-minute drive back and forth, and I really miss it. I used to listen to podcasts like this one or online books, because if you don't have time to uh, read books, at least you can listen to books. I, I started doing that quite a bit and um, just music, but it really was my time to decompress from work, from family, and it was my alone time, which I really miss now, but um, we're going back to work soon, so I'm hoping I'll get that back. I'm sure I'll be complaining about the traffic, but uh, it has its pros as well. But like Lario said, I don't think uh, there's one uh, tool that I use all the time. It really does depend on the situation, the day, and how I'm feeling. So uh, usually when I get up in the morning and I know I'm feeling very anxious, which I can tell because I'll have my gagging reflex, like I mentioned to both of you, I'll, I'll do some breathing exercises and stretches and yoga to calm myself. I think that has really helped me because I'm able to recognize immediately what's going on. Why am I having this reflex? I need to calm down. So that's helped me there. And then when I'm feeling depressed and particularly anxious about something, I'll either start writing down my thoughts uh, in a journal uh, and trying to figure out what is it that I am really worried about, what is it that's getting me anxious and uh, also doing a gratitude journal at the same time. Like what, what three things am I grateful for today? That's something my husband keeps emphasizing and sometimes I get... Uh... <laughs> a little mad at him because I'm like I'm not in the mood to do any gratitude right now but that's when he forces me to do it the most when I am the most anxious he's like this is when you need to do it so it really makes you take a step back and say yes what was it today that I have to be grateful for so that's helped me and then Again, if I'm feeling very depressed, just, uh, you know, going online and booking a 30 minute session with a therapist, I think that can help uh, anytime. And that is really when I think I'm a little in over my head and I just need to talk to someone who will be unbiased. So I think that's helped. And then just finally, when I'm really very stressed, when it comes like work and then family life, everything's piled up. That's the point where I will actually sit down and start sharing and venting, whether it's to my spouse, whether it's to my family. And now even sometimes at work saying that, you know, this is what I'm going through. I need you to listen and hear me because it will make me feel better and you'll be able to better understand what I'm going through. So that's another tool that I, you know, take out of my belt, particularly uh, during very difficult days that I'm having. So you got to try reading your book to your, 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 your. Uh, journal, journal to reflect yes yeah, yes that's that's a good one too mm -hmm. for Asma, sure. you said something um when you were talking about the gratitude and how you it's when you don't feel like doing it your husband is like you have to do it that resonated with me because I think so often when when I need to focus on my self-care it's usually the opposite of what I actually want to be doing so like yeah. if I'm, you know, if I'm more depressed, right, I just want to lay on, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do anything. I probably don't even want to wash the dishes. I don't want to have a shower. Like, like, don't want to make the bed. These things that are almost the standard things you mm. would do every day, you just don't want to do them. But those are the times where you have to really kind of force yourself to do those or go exercise or go have a therapy session. Like, it's stuff that you don't want to do. And when you really don't want to do it, that probably means you really should do it. Oh, you're preaching in the choir here. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 what you're describing is exactly what I go through on a regular basis because it's whatever your brain is doing right now, you have to go do the opposite. Um, yeah. 
is very much you know that's my daily life right you're you're too high brings do something to bring you down you're too low bring do something to bring you up um and yeah you don't want it's the exact opposite of what you want to do it Mm. but you and i think the other tool that we haven't mentioned but we've all insinuated it is your circle of care right you're your 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 go-to people your you know for me it's my wife who kind of looks at me like go in the garage like get out get outside go go right go exercise mm-hmm. or you know you're a little bit much right now maybe you should go read something calm down <laughs> um and so forth right it, and it's so important to have that person or multiple people that can do that for you right Having somebody to help identify almost like the cues of what you need yes. to do, because it can be hard to identify. Well, when we were talking about in a previous episode, getting help, I think a lot of times we're waiting until our lowest of lows, right, to get the help. So because we want to kind of pretend it, it's not that bad. It, it'll pass. It'll get better. And it's kind of similar with, with self-care. It's, it's easy to just look over those cues, but having other people in the circle of care that can help us flag those that... I've personally found that helpful. It's usually my sister who will say, maybe you need to go for a run. Yeah. <laughs> and similar to Alaya's uh, wife, my husband tells himself and my daughter, it's time for us to go to the basement. <laughs> <laughs> so they both know when uh, they shouldn't yeah. come by and give yeah. me my time to de-stress. Well, mm-hmm. and, and you guys... We're right, right? Like, because we can't see ourselves. It's so hard. Like, we're we're not walking around with mirrors, right? Yeah. You, you need somebody who who knows what you're going through, who can look at you and identify where you're at in your your state of mental health, and you know, uh, and say like, you're you're up, you're down, right? You you need this. Um, it's no different than you know a well trained athlete who has a coach to tell them what you know, sometimes what they need in order to get better. Um, Mm -hmm. Think of it that way. And it, that actually really helped me. And at at the beginning, and I don't know about you guys, uh, but I didn't want to listen to her. (laughs) It's the last thing I wanted to do is like, like, I know me, Um, you know, hearing somebody else tell you that, you know, you need to do something was very hard. So thinking of it, just changing your mindset made it so much easier. It's interesting about the athlete comparison because, you know, one of the questions I've been asked before was, well, how do you know what tool to use? And when I think of comparing it to an athlete, well, athletes exercise in different ways. They do different exercises and build different muscles. And I think self-care is a lot like a muscle and there's different things that we need to do at different times to exercise that self-care muscle. For sure. Um and it's, you know, no different than depending on, you know, where you're at in your life uh, and, and so forth, right? Um, you know, exercising that muscle, to so to speak, is super important, number one. Number two, you get better at it. And number three, you know, let's go back to the athlete, you know, analogy. Life throws you curveballs, right? You're the thing you've been practicing and training your mind to be able in your your heart in many ways to to deal with some of the stresses that you're going through you know life changes uh, i remember when my son was being diagnosed uh, as being on the autism spectrum i went through a number of tools that worked to get me 
to to level out with my bipolar disorder um, earlier on. Then a couple of years, you know, I got I was getting better, and then my son was diagnosed, and that hit me hard. And I'm amazed as to number one how well I was able to deal with it in the circumstances, given uh, you know how you know, the way my brain works. Um, but at the same time, how unprepared I was and like the tools I was using at the time did not work. They, they, mm-hmm. they weren't going to work in that situation. Um, and I need to come up with a new tool, new exercises, uh, new strategies. Um, um, I, I remember like working out was not working. <laughs> um, you know, so that's when I got into, you know, more uplifting music, more um, inspirational reading, you know, uh, and so forth. And uh, less about, I remember I, my wife noticed a big change in my library because I switched from fantasy fiction into more biographies of inspirational people, right? Um, to, to make myself feel better. And to I stopped watching the news altogether and so mm-hmm. forth. It was you know, it was a bit of a paradigm shift uh, around here with the media content that was coming into the house because of it. That's so true. And like Larry said, like it's uh, your toolkit changes over time based on your situation uh, and where you are at. And I remember uh, beginning for me there, it was very structured, like, you know, getting the therapy and doing exercises, trying to eat healthy, but then expanding it more now, because obviously uh, life has changed. Uh, my triggers have changed. Situations have changed. And now it's more about meditation, perhaps, and yoga and going for a long, brisk walk just to get myself out of the situation I'm feeling anxious about or getting my head straight and just thinking and having time to myself. So long walks have really helped me. When it's winter time, I'm not able to do those long walks. So it's more meditation. But then when you when the sun is out, uh, you kind of go out and get that long walk in and it just helps you uh, uh, you know help yourself the best you can and uh, using the tool that you need at that time uh, is for you to figure out uh, based on your situation yeah, yeah. And don't get discouraged if you're the first go at it doesn't work right it's trial and error you're going to figure out as you're going along that's like, so true. just doesn't work <laughs> That's so true. Well, and mental health isn't linear, so it can improve and decline. Uh, Sometimes it can feel like a roller coaster with that in mind. And, and, you know, what's most important is really that you're building that tool belt to help you identify those signs when you're struggling and then help you access the various tools and and actions uh, you can take when you experience a setback. So I know for myself, what my non-negotiable, like the thing that I'm, I was doing to help me and my self-care has changed over time. Like there was a period in time where it was, I need to go to the gym every day. I have to go to the gym every day before I start my day. And that's what I need to do. Well, then life got busier where I couldn't do that. And then I started to have those feelings of I'm failing. I can't go to the gym every day. Now what do, now what do I do? And so it's kind of, it's changed and over the years on, on what those things are that are helping. And so like to both your points, like give yourself grace if, if you need to change what that what that self-care strategy is. 
for me, um, more recently, I would say having an accountability partner has been really critical. And I know, Alario, in a previous episode, you'd, you'd mentioned that. I think it was one of your, your managers that was kind of like a big brother in a way to, to help you, hold you accountable to what your your self-care plan was. So I know last year um, I was struggling and, and I was, I, I'd say people were starting to say, is Brittany okay? And And that actually, I didn't, really think that about myself at the time, but other people noticed it and, and asked me and that made me kind of step back and be like, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing okay. And, uh, I had shared openly with, with one of my previous managers and, and now, you know, she's a mentor of mine and she sent me this checklist document of things that can help support your well-being and mental health. And I remember saying, Honestly, this just makes me feel like I'm failing more because I cannot check all of these things off every day. And she had said to me, just aim for one thing a day and then keep increasing it. So do one thing a day for a week and then see if you can add a second thing a day, something like that. And we ended up messaging each other every day to share which usually she was the first one to message me and say, here's the things that I did today to su- from this checklist. And then I would respond with what I did. And before I knew it, I was checking off a whole bunch of things without me kind of intentionally going into the day to say, this is what I need to do. And just for context, the first time that the first time I did check something off the list, I think it said something like go outside for 10 minutes or something. And I thought, I can't, I don't even have time to do that. She said, just go outside and point your face at the sun and stand there for 10 minutes. That's it. You don't have to go for a walk. Just get yourself outside to breathe in fresh air for 10 minutes. And I remember laughing, thinking, well, that sounds ridiculous, but I did it and it worked. And I ended up building that in, making that into a walk eventually. So Hey, the you first know, step is always the hardest, right? We've said that's it so right. many times. And that's showing right. you just simple, basic things like that can have such an impact. So just 10 minutes taking your face up at the sky yeah. and breathing in fresh air. Exactly. You don't need to, it it doesn't need to feel overcomplicated. It can be yeah. such simple things that can, that can make a difference. Um, and sometimes it needs to be bigger things. So it's just... It can change, but yeah, for me, expanding that my circle of care that that was one of the best things I I could have done, and trying to build these healthy habits into the day. So, yeah, uh, I think Brittany, you also said it though. Sometimes big things require big actions, small things require small actions. Don't think of it any different than if you have a major illness, you're going to take some major medications. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you have a small cold, you might take some yeah. vitamin C, right? So, yeah, yeah, so true. Well, in the words of our Chief Mental Health Officer, Denis Trottier, every action you take today to support your mental health is an investment that will pay off now and in the future. So to everyone listening, consider building your circle of care, embracing new habits, and putting mental health on the agenda. Tune back in next week for our final episode in This Is Me Unfiltered Mental Health Podcast Series. Thanks to my guests, Asma and Ilario. I'm Brittany Hartland, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.